Welcome to Under the Fig Tree Podcast. In today's episode, hosts Reverend Micah Glenn and Reverend Dr. Ben Haupt sit down with a special guest as they meditate under the fig tree. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Under the Fig Tree. Ben, how are you doing, bro? I'm all right. It's good to be with you. This is... uh Another another episode. I'm looking forward to the guests that we have today, but I, I have to comment on your shoes. Okay, um, I'll show because them I always do. Um, so you got some some nice shoes, and you have interesting socks on. Today. Thank you. Yeah, they're uh, they're like baller sloths. I saw these one day, and uh, I was shopping for dress clothes. I saw these socks. I, I'm a big fan of weird socks, and they almost never match what I'm wearing. Yep. I do that intentionally. But I think these ones actually match my clothes today. They're a sloth with like bling. A so he chain. said baller sloth. So for those that didn't uh, understand there we go. what he was saying, I I wouldn't have gotten <laughs> that reference or understood those, wor- those words. Yeah, but we've been friends for three years now. So yeah, you get and it. you showed them to me before the <laughs> yeah. before the episode. So generational started, so. translation. I love it. Uh, well, we do have two very special guests with us here today. Uh, so typically in the past, we've had uh, pastors, deaconesses, faculty members, but today we have two members of our team who did not, uh, well, didn't train to become church workers. One of them was going to, you can speak about that because it's your story, not mine, but I, I figured I'd just introduce you that way. You make that face, Monica. It's just a, a precursor. There are going to be a lot of faces. We work together. We we all are in the same office together. Very risky episode. Uh, but, you know, every once in a while, you got to take a risk. Yeah. Today, we have with us Monica Rhodes and Sarah C. Yang. Welcome to Under the Fig Tree. Thank Hello. you. I was going to say, please speak. You guys look at me. If we just stare at you. We'll just give you looks the entire yep. episode. That's what that. this That's is. That's about how it, how it goes. It can be sometimes. It's like our team meetings. Yep. All right. So how are you doing today? We're here. Doing okay. <laughs> I see every time I ask a question, there's this pause. And I wonder if they're gonna they're gonna speak. This this is the last time I'm gonna say anything they're, about it. They're just acting for the episode. They're not really like this. They right. don't really give us a hard time <laughs> right. when in the office regularly. Yeah. Whatever you need to tell yourself, Ben. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's really good to have you on because uh, so many of our listeners who are in touch with um, somebody in our office oftentimes are probably uh, reaching out and are in touch first with one of the two of you. And um, so it's it's good. We have your, your faces on the website so that people can at least see who they're talking to. But uh, now the, our listeners, our viewers are going to get an entire episode of Monica and Sarah. Full dose. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, um, each of you, tell us a little bit about what you do on the enrollment team. Do you want to go first? Sure. Go there you go. <laughs> um, so I am one of our admissions officers, and right now, currently, I have a range of programs that I oversee the admissions process for. Um, first, our advanced studies, so DEMON, PhD, MA, STM. Other people might know it as graduate school. Graduate like, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. internally, we do call it advanced studies because mm-hmm. all we are is a graduate school. Even in the seminary, it's still graduate school, so... Yes, graduate school. Um, A couple of our uh, distance programs, EIT and CHS, Ethnic Immigrant Institute of Theology, um, and then Center for Hispanic Studies. And I also do both of our Deaconess programs currently, so our online Deaconess program and our residential Deaconess program. So I have a really deep, diverse range of people that I work with. Sure. Yeah. And our, well, A, we have an excellent graduate school from seminary to advanced studies. Uh, But you mentioned the Center for Hispanic Studies, and I don't know how widely this is known, uh, but we offer the only master degree in theology exclusively in Spanish, which is, uh, I think, incredible and Mm -hmm. very forward thinking. Uh, You know, every once in a while you learn something about the place you work. And when I first learned that, I was proud of us. We're doing good things around here. Mm -hmm. But we also have excellent uh, Hispanic Hispanic, Spanish-speaking faculty members. So yes. that's why we're able to do that. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Monica? So my technical title is office manager, which just kind of means following you all around. So which can be a challenge. Organized. <laughs> so uh, responsibilities range from accepting the applications to collecting the paperwork, prepping those applications for the committee, sending them out, which I did yesterday, 
Um, planning visits, reconciling receipts, just pretty much all of the above. And making sure <laughs> that we look good. So this, this that I have I on today <laughs> um, was, was a Monica Rhodes work. And I, I should say, um, this is immediately going to bring up a controversial topic, but mm. the swag at the National Youth Gathering this yep. summer, the, the best items were picked by Sarah and Monica. Uh, wait, no, pause. <laughs> a couple of the best items were picked by Monica and Sarah. The fanny pack, if you went to the National Youth Gathering or you're listening, if you heard about our fanny packs, that was Monica and Sarah's work. But the trucker hats were mine. I'm not going to let that yeah, go. Yeah, but what bunches of stuff do we still have upstairs? We ordered more. What do you mean? We, like, we ordered more trucker hats. They were gone. We, we timed it. Bottom the, line, the trucker hats, both were hit. The trucker <laughs> hats were, were out before the fanny packs. We might have primed people Only and told them to come back and all the these other packs. things. It, it's kind of irrelevant. They still so, went faster. So this is how it goes all the time. <laughs> what was being sold on the Facebook page? Mm. Well, questionable. Anyway. Monica sure. and Sarah definitely are... <laughs> Big uh, contributors. They understand swag, uh, next generation. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I will say this. So I never uh, owned any mint clothing before the Luther Tower shirts that we wore at the National Youth Gathering. And since then, I have a mint dress shirt and I have these mint pants. I was going to say, I, I, was, I was wondering if you were going to call those mint. They are mint. They are yeah. mint. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think so. Oh, I was like, why would yeah. you call them? Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very fancy, so, I mean, they're like green. Well, These let's talk red. about your pants, <laughs> Ben. That's yeah. a look today, too. Yeah. Brown it's a corduroy. look. <laughs> Is it brown? No, they're, I think they're red. That's reddish, right? I was gonna, I would call right? burgundy. I, I was in, I was in yeah. line at uh, the store that I bought these, and they, they were on the clearance rack, and they fit, and I thought, oh, they're they're interesting, right? Yeah, and so I'm standing, to, I'm standing to check out <laughs> these pants, and uh, the people in front of me are not speaking English, but they're clearly pointing <laughs> at the pants that I'm holding that I'm about ready to buy, and they are laughing like, oh, no. hysterically, like tears coming out of their eyes. No. And I was just like, I don't know. I like them, hey, and they're cheap, so go. I'm going what for What store it. did you buy them? Can I ask that? Old Navy. Zero judgment oh, in Old Navy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm just wondering why people were making fun. Like, was that the only pair of corduroy pants being sold that day? No, I mean, I don't know <laughs> if they're just red or whatever, but I like them. They're different. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, listen, I'm a big fan of different trousers. Yeah. Uh, so, trousers. office... Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> See, oh, I'll say pants, but but again, with a, a British wife, it means different trousers. things. That's all. Yeah, trousers, just <laughs> distinct you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's no mistaking it. Uh, so office manager, again, you, you listed some of the things, and that list is long, ongoing, but keeping having somebody, uh, especially with people like Ben and I on the team, uh, somebody specifically helping us keep things organized, structured, making sure we're getting things done on time uh, that need to get done. It's just if, if, you, if you removed Monica from the piece, Sarah would go crazy. In fact, there was a time... Not that long ago where Monica wasn't a part of the puzzle of enrollment, where it was just the three of us, me, Ben, and Sarah, for a short period of time as we were having some transitions and things like that. And me and Ben probably did drive you crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. I was swimming, and then these two were dragging me down. Yeah, and it was then, barely survival. <laughs> yeah, and Monica was our first sense of relief to rebuild our team and right. get things going. I love yeah. hearing that. That's such an ego trip for me because I've said it before, and I'll say it again here, that... I did not think y'all liked me. I left my interview thinking, there's no way I'm coming here. And I was so disappointed. <laughs> we were just they all exhausted. Sat there like, we're hard to read. <laughs> we, I mean, it was a rough time. We, uh, we were desperate. But. <laughs> and then Ben was so excited to call me. And I was like, the other two are probably like, don't you dare. <laughs> no. I, I, well, again, it's one of those things. I think I, I, just timing wise. So if we'll introduce Jesse and Tom at a different time but like if you didn't know like all six of us we have six very strong personalities on our team and that can be hard to exist in one space <laughs> and so it's it was i think that was a lot of it when we were interviewing people for admissions officers for office manager i, I mean it is i i wouldn't have wanted to been the interviewee at that point in time because again we were not i mean sure desperation is one thing but we were also just wanting the right people to work alongside us we i mean we took some time 
we thought about the type of people, what we'd want them to do, how they we'd want them to fit into our team. And so was, we were very serious about bringing anybody on because, A, we wanted people to be here for the long haul. I hope we don't have any turnover for at least a little bit of time. Amen. Uh, but also, yeah, we just we were we're all very passionate about what we do for the seminary, and right. so we wanted other people to be to share that passion, to share that drive, and to you know want to come alongside us and free Sarah up from doing a lot of the things that you currently do because that's not what she agreed to when she first came to the and seminary. And poor Sarah still gets those calls and emails well, <laughs> and sends it, them right along. Uh, this, Slowly, no sh- surely. <laughs> no shame in my game. Organization is not something that I would ever put as like a strength on my resume that would be a straight up lie agreed yeah that's why we put you up in <laughs> up in front of yeah, people you're exactly. the you're the, the you're the face you're the oh, the oh. mc the cheers different strengths yeah yeah, yeah no Absolutely. for sure no i and i fly by the seat of my pants but you know hey yeah. it's just everybody has different skill set well uh again i i mentioned this before the two of you uh well you can talk about your backgrounds and we'll just ask it kind of the same way. How did you come about to work for the seminary in the role that you currently do for the seminary? <laughs> How should we start this? Yeah, I mean, do you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah I think yours no offense, a little, tiny bit shorter. So a little bit more direct to the To point. the seminary? Yeah. Sure. Like the seminary. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. even <laughs> like the, yeah, you can answer that question however you want to. Sure. Like long or short story. I know, right? It's always exactly. the thing. It's up to you. Um, I was not looking to be a part of the seminary, especially coming straight out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, this role in admissions was never something thought about. Um, that guy over there came after me, um, and I actually said no the first time we yep. were talking about True. it because it was story. this new role, and I was like, admissions, okay. Um, I needed to graduate still. COVID right. happened yeah. that same year, 2020. Um, Sarah's very young, anyway. Do we need to talk about that? Uh, I, mean, I mean, like, mean, we can. We, it, maybe, it, uh, maybe it needs to be touched yeah, on. Sorry. Sarah, Sarah <laughs> you did start the, working here straight from college. I did. And so Sarah, yes. compared to everybody else on our team, is young. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And so um, it was one of those things post-COVID. Um, Ben over here was kind of adamant that, you know, this might not be what you actually want to do, but I think you'd be good for it. And of course, I am familiar with the seminary, with my dad having been here and my family's been here in St. Louis for, you know, a handful of years. And so I said, sure, let's just do it, you know, coming out of the summer after graduating. And um, yeah, that that was the start of it over two years ago now. And so things have developed every year. It's been wild. But um, it's been good, challenging, fulfilling, all of it. One of your mentors had written a letter and said, "You should, somebody should, should uh, grab a hold of Sarah Saying. She's got tons of gifts. Um, mm. She's a great leader. Uh, you worked for, you worked in the office of the president um, at at CUW, right? Um, I did. And so, <laughs> so you were, you were, uh, people were were watching you, uh, this rising star. And I was like, well, I'm gonna. I'm going to snatch her before somebody else does. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so for me, I'm, it's, it's not weird to say now, but because just uh, how time has gone. Like when time flies, it's either a good or a bad thing, right? But <laughs> in March, I'll have been here for three years. And just shortly after I started, the person who kind of did what you did, but it, we changed that role. Uh, Oh, no, you did the same role, and then we changed it after. Anyway, we've made yes. so many changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that person left, and we started to think who would fill it, different team, different approach. And I just remember Ben saying, well, Ku's daughter is about to graduate from college. What do you think about that? And it was, that was like when Ben first started asking me, like, what I thought about this change, what I think about that. And I'm like, Ben, like, I've been here for t- two months. Hire whoever you want to hire. <laughs> Stop asking That's me not these how questions. I do things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've asked me to do so many other things. And starting this podcast was right. one of them anyway. And then when you came, we were still working remotely. Uh, and so it was one of these things where, like, I'd, I'd meet you on Zoom, like, two or three times a week. And then eventually, yeah, we, now we've been colleagues and coworkers for two years. And, again, it's one of those things where uh, I'm proud to work with you. It's an honor. You bring so much to the team. You've helped us grow, change, all these other things. So, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty remarkable. It's so one of those things where I, I 
tend to give Ben high fives on the people he hires. He's got a good eye for it. And I would say that um, in the, the 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 interim there, where it was just the three of us, let's just be <laughs> honest that Sarah kind of held things together. Oh no, she was the glue. And, and we were like, uh, Sarah, how what what should we do here? We we were. Um, yeah. Quickly put into the roles of admissions officers and had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> There's good reason why you and I aren't full-time admissions officers. I think every once in a while, like, all, like, cross the boundary of recruiting to, like, if, if Jesse and Tom or Sarah are busy to where, like, the pass-off from me and them is a little smoother than it could be or a little closer, the person's already ready to apply. And I just need to email somebody and say, hey, send them the application, which is something that Monica does. So I could do it without ever talking to Tom and Jesse sometimes. But yeah, we have a different system. And like, Sarah, how do I enter somebody in? And I'm pretty sure that there are probably 30 people in Power Campus that can't be found because I didn't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain. Anyway. Lost forever. I mean, it's fair. So we're very glad that Sarah's on the team. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. Brings so, a ton to the role. Yep. Uh, and yeah, thank you for being on the podcast. What people didn't get to see is how hard it was to convince you to sit there for whatever reason. <laughs> anyway, it'll be a great episode when it's all my face, up and done. my uh, face, guys. <laughs> you could see it. Sure. There it is. Uh, well, yeah. Then Monica, what, what brought you here? Long or short story? It's up to you. Well, the short story of it was COVID hit. And just like most other people, everything completely changed. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I was um, fully employed throughout the entire thing, which I am thankful for. But it just really put everything into perspective because um, so previously I was at a fitness facility and the entire time I had been there pre-COVID was about six months. And it was very rough because of managers that were above me. Mm -hmm. Very rough, like I could barely wake up to get in the car that day. It was not a pleasant situation. That person left. I then gained my position, thought, woohoo, we're going to make some changes. It's going to be great. A month later, COVID hit. We shut down completely. So all of that to say, um, everything was kind of put in perspective dealing with all of that. And I kind of went back to where I was kind of reaching for college, I really wanted to major in history mm -hmm. and I wanted to travel the world and read books. And with a family, that's a little bit harder to it can do. Be. So um, I either wanted to kind of work in a museum or work in my faith field. And um, that's kind of just started what I started looking around and found the position and applied for it. Didn't hear anything for a couple of months, I guess. Oh. But it all worked out. I took the acceptance call from... HR while I was at Disney World. Fun fact. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Monica uh, goes to when Disney isn't like she at Disney every <laughs> other week. Yeah. I'm not today. Well, Monica's not in the office. Not today. physically. Not, not she's today, today, but on we Friday. Just have a message it just so that. happens she's flying. Listen, to Florida I looked to go to last Disney. week yeah. and I can't do it. But anyway. Well. <laughs> um, you had put on your, your application that you had worked for the National Youth Gathering right. as a volunteer. I do have a long history with the National Youth Gathering. And, and that's... that was the thing that was like, ooh. Yeah, so uh, a little bit further back, raised Lutheran, but it was only ever just like we did it on Sundays, that's what you do type of thing. But then when we... I went to high school and I went to a Christian high school, but really it was very more Baptist and non-denominational mm -hmm. and not really where we kind of fit biblically. And I credit my DCE and my pastor during that time in really kind of keeping me in my straight and narrow. My DCE tried so hard to get me to go to a Concordia. <laughs> just <laughs> would not work. Sure. And, um, but thankfully, I had found the National Youth Gathering, and that was really my outlet to be me. I always said, like, this, these are my people. This is where I belong. And I always wanted to be a part of the Youth Gathering any way I could. And thankfully... I was a participant twice. I went barely beating the age range. I was like 14 at my first one. And, one of um, those lucky kids, yeah. I've just been, I've missed one, and that was a financial issue, but. Sure. Which I hate every day that I think about it, but yeah, so I love it. Had Monica was thinking about going to Concordia Chicago to be in the DCE program, and you would have started in what, in the fall of 2008? Yeah, Dorothy and I would have been classmates. Mm. Her and Dorothy would have been, not only would mm. you have been like classmates, like yeah. graduating wise, but like. I went to Concordia, Chicago yeah. in the fall of 2009 and spent the first year I was there in the DCE program. Mm -hmm. So me and Monica could have met years ago, mm -hmm. which would have meant she might not have come to work here. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but by then though, like by the time I got to Concord, Chicago, I was 25 yeah. and a little more mature, a little less mature than I am now, and a little more mature than I was when I was like a teenager. Yeah. So you know, a sweet spot for Sounds most right. guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been interesting. Uh, yeah, and it's one of those things where like, you know, how do you? Again, so Sarah, you studied what? In college, I know it kind of generally, but I don't know if there's a specific title how you want to say it. Yeah, well, let's you plugged Chicago, so let's plug Wisconsin. <laughs> Go ben and I are both alumni from CUW, Concordia Ooh. University, of Wisconsin. Sure. Um, not at the same time, but you know, we both went there <laughs> a couple <of> years apart. <laughs> <laughs> I probably graduated before really? you were born. You're lying. When did you graduate? Two thousand. A solid barely, twenty years, guys. Barely made. Mr. Cut. 2000 uh, and stop. 2020. Anyway, great school. We we love it. Um, <laughs> but no. <laughs> two different schools. <laughs> two yeah, are you sure time. you went to the same school? <laughs> um, but business school, business major, hospitality and event management. And then I minored in missions, just wanting some of that background because, of course, my background growing up in ministry, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. And, and Monica would have become a DCE. What was I going to ask? You it, can say oh. That. <laughs> Or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you see uh, your background, uh, your life in the church, what you did in school? How do you see how that all fits in our department and what and how we do it? Um, I mean, personally for me, because I wasn't able to kind of pursue that line of work, um, I love being able to help those that feel the mm. call. Because mm. I've heard before, like people say, if you have any ounce of doubt, you know, don't do it. And I was that person. Sure. And I really hate that I followed that instead of mm. kind of just jumping in because, I mean, things would be very different. And I don't wish that at all. But it's just interesting to think about. So it's just nice kind of being part of the process to get people into that kind of being. So. Let's pause for a second. Bevan, what do you think about that? Because I, I, I say what I say, uh, but when somebody would be like, I'm not sure if I'm fit or something like that, what, what is your opinion on that, that ounce of doubt? I mean, I think that's every honest Christian's yeah. uh, response to Jesus. Uh, certainly in the Gospels, um, people are like, me? Yeah. Are you sure? Right. Uh, what are you thinking? And and so, um, yeah, I think my my response to that is, Jesus is not bashful. He just says, "You're following me. Yeah. Come on, let's go." And the and the the guys he picked. I wrote yeah. a little booklet about it. Yeah. Uh, but it's the same kind of thing for me when I talk to people. It's like I only know that I'm fit to be a pastor because I have a call. If you're going to ask me about like, which came me, from outside of you, which meant that yeah. other people were like, "No, no, Micah." Yeah. Uh, stop stop the doubting just we want you on the team that was how you ended up on the right. enrollment team i had to ask you a couple of times well um, <laughs> i i'm probably not as well i'm certainly not as good at asking people to do things as jesus was because jesus just had to ask one time and it was sure like, boom well, fair. immediately they dropped their nets I have to ask several times. <laughs> Takes me several Get months. Get a couple of no's. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> couple of no's. But I'm, I'm persistent. Sure. I and mean, there are a variety of different reasons why it took a couple of times. But people ask me that now. Like, well, you work at the seminary. They'll A, ask, how long do I see myself working here? And do I know if it's the place I'm meant to be? And when I, I would tell people all the time, I was like, again, for the duration of the time, it's like, well, as long as I'm useful, right? Because sometimes, like, you can get in a rhythm where you can you can see in a place called or not called working where like you're looking around it's like i i no longer have anything to contribute but the fear of moving on can keep you there and you can outserve your usefulness and that I, that can be a rough thing to say but again I've had to deal with this in former calls where i was looking around it's like i mean i could still do things but in the current context i probably need to move on whether i, I want to or not and so as long as the seminary is going to have me, I'll, I'll probably stick around, again, as long as I'm useful. And then I know I'm in the right place because uh, not only am I here, but, yeah, just look around, see the people I'm working with, the things that we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're doing stuff, and it's all right. Well, I want to ask a little bit, or 
Well, Sarah didn't have, answer yeah, that we question. Yeah, Sarah answer that about question. how she sees herself, uh, and her strengths, or I was gonna say weaknesses, but you know, Sarah doesn't have any. <laughs> we so, don't have uh, any. <laughs> repeat the question, just so. Oh yeah, just like your, you know, you talked about your business background, your background in missions, your dad working here. I think certainly lends itself to your work here. Um, just how do you, because again, uh, for our listeners, uh, every once in a while, and this is what's the heart of the question. I, I probably should have prefaced this for you as well, Monica. So I get emails and phone calls all the time from parishioners, people who maybe thought about church work and didn't pursue it, or they just want to help the church raise up the next generation of church workers. And they always say like, what can I do to help? And neither, and, and they, they, they ask us because we're church workers, they'll ask their pastor and they ask other church workers. And I tell people all the time, like, there are more parishioners than there are pastors and other church workers. So our strength is actually in the pews. And I'm not going to say it's not in the pulpit, but our strength in numbers are certainly in the pews. So as a parishioner, uh, how do you see your role in this work that we do, recruiting new church workers and, and helping the seminary raise them up in the way that we do? Yeah. Well, I would say, like, I always describe myself, I'm as close as I can be to being a church worker without actually being rostered sure. and doing all these things. Just because, you know, I'm a PK, I work at a seminary, I'm involved with youth gathering, involved with a lot of things in the church, um, but not a church worker. So I go around and people are like, oh, what do you do? Like, what's your role? I'm like, oh, okay, you're not rostered? I'm like, no, no, I'm not. But um, one thing to say is like, you don't need to be a church worker to serve the church, right? Yeah. right? And there are ways that me and Monica serve the church. And um, in that as well, um, lay people are crucial to recruitment as well, right? Yeah. Um, I would say you can encourage people in more ways than you might think. Because it's one thing if like your pastor says, hey, you might be a good pastor, you might be a good deaconess. But um, if the people around you in the congregation, you know, who are seeing the day-to-day -day life of ministry alongside, you know, those church workers, mm -hmm. and if you point that out, um, that means a lot too. Every plant of, of seed um, from different people throughout the church body matters, you know. Mm -hmm. I think a piece of it too is because the world today, it seems, is so visual. You know, right. they see people making money on YouTube or TikTok or whatever in whatever they're doing. And I've said this before about what we're doing is that people come here, but maybe their goal isn't just to be a parish pastor. Maybe they want to be a professor or they want to be the president of the LCMS or, you know, maybe they just have higher goals. And um, I think painting a fuller picture is sometimes needed for people. I think it would have been helpful for me at least, instead yeah. of just being like, oh, look at the Concordias. Aren't they really cool places to study? Figure it out from there and, and actually kind of seeing a path forward mm. and being a little bit, especially for me, I mean, I'm that visual or at least a more literal person. So I think that helps in a lot of situations. So good. When I, earlier, when I was going to ask a question, you you asked exactly the oh. question that I was going to ask. Micah and I talk about this all the time. We've gotten to the place where we, we start to think alike. We don't necessarily finish each other's sentences, but oh, I was going to say sandwiches. But I, oh, <laughs> I was <or>, too. <laughs> but we um, so so I will ask a different question, um, taking it in a little bit different direction. What do you love about your job? What what's the most exciting part of your job? Um, that's a like, oh, I got to think about that one. So I'm stalling to give you a few seconds, but there are, there are lots of things that you get to do. Um, some things with every job, some things are fun. Some things are <laughs> work. Um, they, uh, I know a, a professor that, that says, I love to teach, but they pay me to grade. And I, I like that. Um, but so I'm not going to ask about the stuff that we pay you to do. <laughs> but tell me about uh, what is some of the most exciting things that you do in your work here at the seminary. Hmm. Well, I do know my answer actually. Sure. So thank okay. you for stalling. Uh, yeah, I stalled. <laughs> um, I would. I'll start with the people and then get into like my actual job. Right. So whatever everyone thinks about this episode, we do love each other on this team. Yeah, and really I'm very so. yeah. grateful to work yes. with this group of people um, on this immediate team, but also throughout the seminary to have colleagues and 
um, coworkers that are friends and that yeah. care about you, you actually really cannot find that everywhere, right? And so that's just such a blessing um, to be able to be in that kind of environment every day. And then in my job, I think my favorite part, what excites me the most is just remembering how much it takes to get these students here. Mm, we yeah. start with them in the very early stages. Um, sometimes we're, they don't even know what they want to do. And sometimes it's as early as those conversations and then all the way to when they're actually here for orientation that me and Monica yeah. are very much a part of. Um, and they're here as enrolled students, just understanding that full circle moment. That is like the biggest relief and excitement and just that moment is incredible because um, it's a lot to get people here, their families yeah. themselves. It takes a lot of people, um, a lot of time, a lot of encouragement and support. And so when that moment comes, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. You've kind of uh, revolutionized uh, how that, how you've um, been in this role of admissions officer. So early on, it was like, Here's all the stuff. Good luck. Uh, if you have questions, let us know. And you've gone very much to a advocate for the applicants that mm. walk them through mm. each step of the process. And sometimes um, I've loved watching this come out um, a little bit, kind of like Mama Bear. Um, <laughs> like we need to get this this person uh, help, and we need to we need to help them through because. Um, Seminary is a big place. Um, yeah. There's a lot of red tape and mm -hmm. administrative things. Uh, the application process is complex because we take it seriously. It's the church. But you've kind of grabbed a hold of people and said, no, I'm going to help you uh, step by step. And uh, even sometimes, like, we need to work behind the scenes and make sure that we get this person here because this is an excellent person that needs to be at the seminary. Yeah, it's awesome. Really exciting. Well, even from just a, an experienced perspective. And so, again, I was, I was thinking timing. A year and a half ago, I started graduate school. And so this, this is also when we were interviewing people to fill out our team. So I was going from, like, trying to learn what it meant to be a student in the graduate school, which is slightly different than being a seminary and what access and things like I have, and then leaving a session to come interview somebody on Zoom and back and forth. Uh, and and that was kind of like the first biggish one out of COVID that we had. And that was kind of the first one that you had on a, a big hand in. And again, you said you did event planning and stuff like that to this last uh, orientation where we had food trucks and there were tickets and all these different things. Um, even from the, like the beginning day where we had people picking up and checking stuff in out of the library and if anybody is ever wondering what me and Ben do during orientation from planning to doing it, I try to stay out of the way. Don't tell them. Yeah. I, did, I did hand out name tags to S&P students. I didn't do it well because somebody kept jumping in and doing it for me, whatever. Uh, but I try. I, tr I, I try. There, again, we all have our gifts and talents. And so it, it's and when I'm, like, like the, the idea of student experience where we, we have a, a diversifying enrollment committee where it, we, we think about all these different things and I remember as we were going through it again me and Ben started this conversation then you became a part of the conversation then other people from the campus wanted to be a part of the conversation and you've kind of become the leader of that which I'm very grateful for uh, but even to having our deaconess students come on and have them have a space where they can say this is what it's like to, to be a deaconess a woman student on this campus because again I tell people all the time when we have prospective students just please understand that when this campus was built it wasn't built for women and so it can be hard to find a bathroom for you or things like that but just to hear how their experience goes and then you saying okay this was their experience we need to do something about it and these are the th types of things that we can do from our department that does that adds maybe more work and stuff like that but for the sake of our students and it's one of those things that I appreciate because again having been a student a couple times that that experience matters, and Absolutely. and Monica, you're also a part of that. This the whole student experience, and we're trying to get deeper into what is like not just to get them here, but their life here, all the way to the end, and then out, is a, a part of the conversation. You guys really help us think about in a different way. That I I genuinely say, all right, well, let's figure out how we can make that possible. 
So, yeah, mm-hmm. good. All right, Monica, we stalled long enough. <laughs> you got to you got to say something. Well, my favorite part outside of the office is just being able to have a life. As I've stated before, my previous position was not conducive to. Mm trying to do anything for different reasons. Um, so I am very thankful that this does offer a very healthy like work-life balance. My family yeah. can be my priority yeah. and it's just never really a question. And mm-hmm. that is just amazing. Yeah. Um, That's good. Besides that, as Sarah said, this team is one of a kind and it's so nice to be able to um, come in and just be able to still make fun of fanny packs six months later and it still be funny and we're you know just it's just a great kind of vibe that we have all together for being just kind of six ragtag bunch of people <laughs> right and um and this is going to fit perfectly as to why i'm in my position i love processing applications mm. i hate the millions of steps that go along with it because i inevitably always forget one and i will hear about it from whoever it affects <laughs> but um i do i enjoy staying busy and i enjoy the kind of very detailed piece of that and Mm. it feeds into my type a loving lists and organization and things yeah it's that it is amazing uh all the different pieces of the application process and all of these different pieces the actual application short answers the pastor's reference letter Mm -hmm. um, the congregational reference letter the uh, district interview entry-level competency exams and they all go to me and every program that was awesome i like hit the microphone it sounded like a gong (laughs) we Um, have what 13 programs and every program requires a different laundry list of items so it's the ma people need different from the mdiv and then the deaconess mas need two different sets of things because they go to two different committees and then it's yeah so it's a lot to to keep track of. So when so. our prospective students are sending stuff in to admit at csl.edu. That would be me. It would, it would be <laughs> awesome if we just had like, like it somehow automatically just like magically poof, it went to the right place. But um, we haven't invented no. that magic yet. I get so. sassy with Jesse sometimes and he probably doesn't like it, but he'll be like, why isn't this background check run yet? I'm like, well, because I didn't enter it yet. Or, you know, why isn't this box checked? It's, well, because I forgot to. Or, you know, it's yeah, it's yeah. just me, a normal human doing it. As... Never mind the person behind the curtain. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how it is. So yeah. just but, give me a second. I'll fix it. <laughs> the Wizard, Monica as the Wizard of Oz. Listen, again, Listen that was one of my favorite kinda. movies. I got married and read Ruby Slippers. Yeah. So <laughs> awesome. Again, for it, it's one of these things where, again, detail orientation the little it it always blows people's minds because again i did study chemistry and in the lab and things like that those little minor details matter but in day-to-day life they should matter more to me and they simply don't but like we do things as a team not just like go to lunches and things like that but we also uh, we went to a, a professional development conference together I think that was probably going to that conference for graduate school is one of those leaping boards where we all said let's dive deep into the let's dive deep into the realm of the world that we work in and let's see what industry standards are and how we can apply them. And this is what I'm getting at when we, you know, Monica processes our expenses and things like that. Something I'm grateful for because the the 10 minutes that it would stop and take me to do it. Well, it's cute. You think it's 10 minutes. Well, (laughs) that is see, And that's the point. Exactly. I guess I do it times six. Yeah. Times six. So, well, I was going to say it might be like 10 minutes for me to, it, I don't know how long it takes to process. I guess my, it depends I, on the month. I do go a lot of places, and I can use my P card quite often. I was going to say it would take me like 10 times longer than it, it probably mm. takes you to do it, just because I have to sit down at my computer and look at the count stuff. But you had these color-coded I do. envelopes. And even at the youth gathering, where you were working for the youth gathering, you'd come by our booth and be like, where are your guys' receipts? And you still had those <laughs> envelopes. And that's the type of stuff where, again, knowing that uh, I can be – reckless to some extent where I can be bold and step out of myself and do the things that I need to do to recruit people to try to encourage them to think about this profession having support behind me having the right person behind me the the right people behind me to be able to go out into the world and be bold and go out into places where people might think of to look for prospective students I can only do that stuff because of who we have working alongside us because it's not just a matter of going out and encouraging them having to trust that if they get encouraged 
and they do begin to interact with us and want to apply, that the people here are going to follow through and, and make my work worthwhile. It, it, it's really important to me. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's so good to have you on the team, um, to have your, your organization uh, that you love to organize all this stuff that comes in. Um, it, it takes, we, we did the, um, <laughs> the six types of working genius from Patrick Lencioni, and it was amazing how um, we had each of the, the bases covered mm-hmm. um, from the, the, the way on the, the, the one hand, um, wonder and... Me and Ben are very and similar. And some, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Mike well, and I are complete opposites. Up in the clouds. Right. 100%. <laughs> but yeah. there was balance between our whole team. Exactly. And that's what was good to see yep. that we had it all covered mm-hmm. because... Different people, different yeah. strengths, exactly. different mm-hmm. weaknesses. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Ben looked at me. I looked at the clock because I know Ben was looking at the clock. You know, at some <laughs> point, if you're watching on YouTube or even if you're listening, there's people behind the scenes, and we've mentioned them before. Uh, and, and it's the same thing where when me and Ben first started the podcast, again, we were doing it over Zoom. Then we got a recording. We were the people behind the scenes. Uh, <laughs> And then I asked our communications team if we could do it on YouTube. And it was one of those things where we're like, we'll think about it. And then all of a sudden they were like, well, we have this set design and things like that. So, again, that's what I'm saying. And for me, working at the seminary, uh, the the Liberty Licensing Agency uh, were, again, I don't – my position specifically was created when I've tried a lot of wild things from the seminary's perspective to recruit students, I go and I just look in places where I, I just I just look under dark rocks because you never know what's going to be under there, right? Uh, and so having support from the whole seminary, from president all the way down, is just a, it's, this is just a, a remarkable place. Yeah. And uh, not just because I went to school here, not just because I work here, and not just because I live here. Um, it is just one of those things where uh, you just got to come and you have to see it, you have to experience it. And then when you do and you meet the people here, you meet Sarah, you meet Monica, you meet all another Sarah Manning, you meet Dale <laughs> Ward and all the people who make this place possible, all the things that we're able to do because everybody cares about the work that goes on here. It's just a just a, a magical place. Uh, and when we were thinking about this podcast, when we were thinking about future guests and things like that. We've been asking, well, we've been telling Sarah we wanted to have her on the podcast since we started it two years ago, one year ago, two years ago. Two years ago. I guess it's been two. Uh, yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's an honor and a pleasure to work with you both and to have you both on the podcast. It's just, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to sit back and be a part of it. And now we're going to get roasted. Well, I mean, say, you say, <laughs> oh, so you're we. not going to jip me out of anything, are you? I oh, no, want no. the ripe for the picking. We're, yeah, we're, no, 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 we're no, no, here no. for oh, a ripe this for is, the picking. I mean, this is the only reason why we have this podcast is so we can do this part. Mine is, <laughs> mine is already pulled up, so I'm going to go first. Oh, great. Here's the first one, and you both get to answer this ripe for the picking or leave it on the tree snow ice cream. Do you leave know what it. snow like you ice make cream? it yourself? Yeah. You leave make it on the ice tree. cream out of snow? No, leave it. Yeah, no. And this is like one of those Fort Wayne, Indiana things, bro. Like, <laughs> it's a hard I'm pass. I'm so confused right now. You don't so, make snow ice cream? I've heard of people making that, So, but no. When, I, when, you, when you said snow ice cream, I'm thinking about like yellow snow. Exactly. <laughs> yellow oh, snow. not yellow snow. No, you don't, some, they don't eat it, yellow snow. And it That's went the, like TikTok famous last year, I think, and really? like everybody was doing it. Oh, I didn't snow even, ice cream? I didn't yeah. even know. I didn't even know that. I've been making snow ice cream for It's a Midwest thing for sure. 40 years. Yeah. So yeah. this is crazy. Now, this is a hard leave it on the tree for me, but I need to hear what it is, please. Oh, it's it's amazing. So you <laughs> you set a bowl out when when it's snowing, like a a metal bowl. It snows into the bowl. Uh you bring that bowl in the house, add some sugar, add some uh vanilla, uh maybe a little bit of milk and you stir it together it it sort of has the consistency of homemade ice cream um but it's it's fantastic and this was this was like a huge is this a tradition. generation x thing is that uh, what you're about sarah to ask? is this something you're familiar with okay uh, oh okay it's a midwestern dale thing, I are you are you yeah okay all right all right listen <laughs> hey bang all right listen I, I, what made I, you that, think that went, of that that though? went over oh we 
I have uh, just a, a random list. And well, that was actually something that I came up with. That's an interesting one. Yeah, is this your way of eating so ice cream because you're lactose intolerant? <laughs> right? Because there's no because milk? I, you said I you can, can add milk. You well, didn't. Yeah. We, ice cream. we added almond milk for okay. special sure. little Ben. Yeah. <laughs> special little Ben. Five-year-old Ben. Yeah. Ben. yeah. yeah. No. I mean, oh, man, when I was a kid, was making mm. snow ice cream or like just eating snow. Do you eat snow? Nah, not bro. since i've like you know how polluted are we promoting so this is, the right this, is this is the guy who <laughs> yeah. don't drink tap water you know how polluted the air is well in, <laughs> in st louis fair fair i mean i lived i lived out in yeah. the country so it was it was as pristine fair. white beautiful and also fresh you, fallen snow you know how i feel about snow that's not a new opinion that's basically been my whole life i could lay yeah. in snow and just eat mouthfuls of it that's an interesting take on yeah, that yeah that's <laughs> my hey listen everybody, Go, move, everybody, let's move on everybody everybody gets their own thing let's you know move what on. no judgments here. cross that one off the <laughs> list that went over as well as festivus last week festivus i'm watching seinfeld now on netflix oh, thank you, you somebody knew it's it. amazing monica and i always get each other's pop culture references yeah, this is true yeah. yeah yeah the first two seasons of seinfeld are trash and I stand by that. Mm. But now it's hilarious. And I'm one of those people that laughs every time Kramer slides himself into that oh, apartment. So good. See, Craig's Kramer head? is like the only funny thing about Seinfeld. Uh, no. Anyway. Okay, All move right. on. Here we go. <laughs> now you- All right. <laughs> right for the pick and I'll leave it on the tree. Subscription boxes. <laughs> Currently, I leave them on the tree. Okay. But I have had multiple ones in the past. And they just get repetitive and kind of ridiculous. Okay. Like... I had one, like the makeup one or whatever, when I was in COVID and like needed to figure out I'm an, I'm an adult and I needed a skincare routine. There you go. So I was like, oh, I'll get this one yeah. and try new products. And, and then it just was like, it was a waste of money at one yeah, point. If it's that specific, then yeah. But like, what are you, like, what kind of subscription boxes? Well, do don't ask me. It's not as good as oh. Sarah. Yeah. I was just going to say, leave it on the tree only because I really haven't tapped into that. Like, okay. it, it, the concept is cool, but I haven't tried, tried it. Sure. Yeah. I've done it. It's not. Full leave it on the tree for yeah. me. I don't want other people picking stuff for me. Sometimes and, it's fun. And it's nice. You don't have to think almost, about it. But. It's, almost always, yeah. it's almost always disappointing for me. So oh. here, especially... Is that your bouginess coming out? Especially when it comes to wine. We got the... No, oh, there it is. We got the, the Aldi's advent calendar, which isn't a subscription oh, no. box, but it is a box of stuff that other people pick for you and you mm-hmm. kind of buy the entire thing. And... It's trash. Well, it's, it's I, is it the wine? Or I have is it not Aldi? liked, almost not liked a single wine that I've had from it. It's not I, that doesn't surprise anybody it's here. It's cheap wine here, <laughs> present or listening. Any yeah. any wine club has also always disappointed me okay. because I just, it's just I know what wine. I like and <laughs> I'm very the wine I'm for. very Whoa. picky. And <laughs> so yeah, I don't want I don't know other people picking stuff for me. Well, it doesn't have to be wine. It's a it's a full right for the picking for me on multiple levels. And so in COVID, when we were stuck in the house, Dorothy did this uh, subscription box for in-home dates. Mm-hmm. And they were, uh, they always came with like a cheesy music list. They came with a cheesy activity. They came with a cheesy game. Uh, and, you know, it, it's just one of those things. I'm, I'm a big fan of leaning into cheesy just because, again, it, it just... Embrace breaks down all barriers and, and false pretenses and mm-hmm. just just let it happen and it was it was really good it was one of those things where like you know because of who you are you're gonna get to know anybody in a particular way even your spouse and it was one of those things where like there's always like these quizzes and dorothy cheats and that's how she wins and i stand by that <laughs> um oh. where, where, where it'll be like who's your favorite band and i'll write down her actual favorite band she's like oh i thought about it but i answered it this way yeah because you knew i was gonna write this anyway <laughs> Uh, and then, so then last year, I got her a box subscription for Christmas that she loves because it comes with mm. a variety of things. And then for my birthday, she got me a GQ subscription box. Mm. And this cup came in the last box. And every box comes with a pair of socks that I really like that are comfortable and skincare stuff. It's GQ. And a coupon for, for something free. I mm. like, but I'm a very spontaneous person. And I like random. And so that kind of thing is perfect for me but i, I get That's it awesome. I'm, I'm i bet if jesse knew about subscription boxes <laughs> he would be a fan he maybe the only other person on our team that's that 
I had them. I just yeah. am no longer interested. But I see, in but them. for makeup, it was if it was like the same consistent thing, I'd get bored of it. Yeah. The second I box. did have the FabFit Fun Box, which like would come with a variety of things for a while, and I only recently canceled that okay. mostly because it it did stop being. Cause I got this really fuzzy blanket one time and that was really nice. And you get like really See? pretty coffee cups at different time. And I still use a lot of the stuff I've See? gotten, but like the last one I was like, this just, I don't need this right now. <laughs> well, like, I, I, it's not quite a, a match, but the advent box or the advent calendar idea is kind of like this because somebody picks stuff mm -hmm. and, right, and, yeah. and you have a Funko pop advent calendar right now and for the seemed, office yeah, yeah for the office, office well, did you open it today i did was it angela it was with sprinkles i knew it so i knew it michael wants us I, to yeah. take bets for every day to see oh, yeah. who yeah. it is anyway i was right for this got one. florida Stanley all right yesterday. so we're moving on right for the picking or <laughs> yeah. leave it under the tree leave it on the tree uh catching it's like a christmas twist right catching fireflies lady lightning bugs like as like right now at this age or just in general in general <laughs> i'm down for it answer the question same yeah all right haven't done it in a while yeah but, but... it's a reclaiming of youth my yeah. son likes it's looking fun. at them i don't think if he's ever chased them he'd probably freak out but oh yeah he likes to look at them totally ripe for the picking for me when when we were a kid we would we would get the the glowing stuff and like it's put it on our face mm -hmm. and yeah yeah i remember that bioluminescence technical yeah. terms yeah it's cool <laughs> <laughs> oh, biology major. Chemistry. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Bioluminescence <laughs> is a fascinating topic. It so is right wonderful. for the picking or oh, leave it I, the Yeah, I love it. I'm like, a, so nature, the world, creation, big fan of it all, for the most part, except snow. Consequence of this. Consequence <laughs> this of the fall. This dude cannot cold. laugh. Yeah. Uh, but, but Johnny is very much, <laughs> most of my kids here. are into nature. Yeah. So like lightning bugs, big thing for my kids. Yep. And on this campus, I mean, there's a swarm in the summer. They yeah. are everywhere, yeah. and it's, it makes it like if you walk through. There's the academic quad, the main quad, and then the what's the quad with like the points? Not the points that is, but all the three quarter quad. The three quarter quad in there during the summer, they're deep, and it, yeah. it's really cool to walk through there at night. I will say the only thing about me now is that I'm usually in bed before well. the fireflies <laughs> come out. Well, I would like to plug uh, the disgusting Florida bug called love bugs that are oh. fireflies without the fire. Oh. <laughs> so they look just like fireflies and they swarm twice a year and they mm. get all over your cars and they are disgusting. So any Florida people watching, you're mm. welcome. I know your pain. Love bugs. <laughs> yeah. well, bugs in Florida in general. Love just bugs are the worst. Warm and They tropical. sound so sweet and they're disgusting. All right. Ugh. You're old enough to drink, right? So I can answer this question, ask this question. All right. Right for the ticket. Only just. Leave it on the tree. Bailey's. Ew. <laughs> so I'm not a big... You can explain. You don't know what Bailey's is? No. <laughs> oh. This is... It's a coffee flavored. It it's not, cool. it's not coffee, coffee flavored. flavored. No, it, it, no, it of, can be. Of course it is. I thought it it's, was. No, it's like chocolate creamy Baileys. It's I not, think it's coffee It's Irish cream is what it is. It's not... Yeah. People it, put it in their coffee, but it itself is not coffee flavored. I thought that it said oh, on the label coffee. Uh, I'll Google this real quick. So, sure so oh, Sarah man. doesn't know what it is. So it's, I mean, if you don't it's know okay it if it's in the right shot, but otherwise it's. It's no. leave it on the tree for me the because tree. there's cream in it. Well, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count. Nobody well, can. Oh, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, does it count to leave it on the tree because it's an allergen? I guess you wouldn't know. You've never tried it, have you? I have tried it oh. uh, way back in the day. When I was going to Germany, they love that kind of stuff. Fascinating. Um, yeah, it's a leave it on the tree for me. It just says it's Irish cream. I don't think that it's actually like coffee flavored, man. I mean, I guess it could be wrong. Hmm. Mm. Well, anyway, all right. No, oh, no, and it's just it's just a little dessert drink. I like it. I mean, it's not like I'm gonna. Do you drink, drink it straight? It. Ew, no. I would I would put it in like hot chocolate. I don't oh, even. Okay. I, would say oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't put it in my coffee just sure. because I don't like. Almost anything in my coffee, but yeah, like in a hot chocolate, yeah, it's nice. If you're gonna put something in your coffee, just go for straight whiskey. <laughs> oh, oh well. man! Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now the party. Last, last one for me. Um, ripe for the picking or leave it on the tree. Card cases on your phone for like credit cards, or or anything on your phone maybe like pop socket, ring. Well, I have a loopy case, which is a soft loop that attaches to it, and it's saved my phone's life on multiple occasions. Mm. So if that's what we're talking about, then yes. But if it's an actual wallet, then no. All right. Yes, for the most part. 
Um, I've gone through both. I've had the pop socket before and then a little slot for like a few credit cards. And it's convenient because if you just want to grab one thing, mm -hmm. yeah. your phone and head out the door instead of grabbing a whole bag or whatever. Um, so you could just put it yes. in your Apple wallet and then you don't have to worry about it. You know, technology these I days guess. kind of frees you but up. Here, but, but here in America, where not everybody... You don't lock, lock, on my phone. lock your phone? I sure don't. What, what? is wrong that with you? That is no. really We're going to grab of. her phone. This is <laughs> rude. Like, we can First tweet of all, all types rude. of things. This is Second weird. Of all, Do not leave your phone laying around. That's all. I just... I hate that. I, I should not have shared that piece of information. <laughs> no. no. My kids ask for my phone all the time. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, <laughs> send my Bitcoin away. That is crazy. See, also, I have me. an old phone for my son that's attached to my Apple ID. Sure. But mainly, I don't want to have a lock on it. It just annoys me to add three more seconds to get into it. No, it's just Face ID. Like, it's yeah, not, I don't yeah. care. That's I don't need. So it doesn't need to know who I am. Weird. Just open. I am. Oh. I'm leaving it on the tree for anything <laughs> on the phone. I've tried all the things. They they're they're junk. They don't stick well. Um, they eventually come off, they break. Mm. Um, so it's leave it on the tree for me. I like my outer, outer box case. I thought yours had a wallet on it. It, it oh, did it way back in the day, but, oh. um, yeah, I don't, I don't like having anything besides just my, well, I box. had like, yeah. I have smaller hands. So like the pop socket actually has a functional yeah. use when yeah. the, it, my phone's fine now. So I don't need well, exactly. it. That's why but... I love my loop. I can just like hold it and then I can hold all of my drinks that i bring with me and Fair. i don't have to worry about it because women are not allowed to have pockets in case you're curious well, and so we have to figure out alternatives wine subscription box and and women's fashion with pockets it's it, i mean we it's, need pockets it's, well okay <laughs> let's leave it on the tree for me but, yeah. but it has everything to do with the profile of the phone like your otter box is too bulky for me i mm. would never I, so whenever i buy I a phone yeah, i get the the slimmest case yeah. Yeah. that i can that just barely has a lip so when i inevitably drop it on his face it saves it just a little bit yeah. uh, you haven't broken a, a face yet oh i have but it, so i i had an otter box because i was like oh i want to protect this phone and it's just, just too much to carry around in the pocket and the, the day I took it out because I was tired of it. I was going to get a new case. The day I took it out of his case, it fell face first <laughs> in the Starbucks. And uh, yeah. Do you have screen protectors on your phone? Again, I go back and forth. Uh, I put them on. I take them off. I don't want to spend $60 on a mm -hmm. screen protector because that's ridiculous. But like the $10 Way better than peel off. buying a new phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, insurance and that. I don't use no. a screen protector. I, I, I mean... I've had lucky two phone iPhones recently <laughs> because one of them is somewhere in, in the Atlantic Ocean. Because anyway, <laughs> vacation. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have wait the... wait, wait one more. You oh, went first. Oh, okay. hey, relax, yeah, you're man. Right. Hey, see Ben is always on. just trying to rush me. Bro. Ben doesn't want to talk to us anymore. Relax, man. All right, all right. I keep. I'm, that's my job. I keep things rolling. Uh, right for the picking. Leave it on the tree. Ice skating. Tis the season. Ish, almost. Oh, insanely. people are gonna kill me. I've never actually gone. No, never actually gone. Okay. So leave it on the tree. I think if I did, I bruise so easily. I'm like scared. Of, like I would actually hurt myself. Would love to try, but also, I gotta make sure there's nothing to do in the next month or two. <laughs> she would severely injure herself. All right. I'm not trying oh, to man. fall on my butt or anything. That's you fascinating. know. Fascinating. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, I used to ice skate a lot as a kid, and then we went ice skating a couple years ago, and I hated every minute of it, but oh. I think it's because of the children just whipping around, and I was like, if someone knocks me over, it's not going to be pretty. Sure. So, um, I don't know. I'm about 50-50 on this, but we do want to put Henry in ice skating. Like, mm -hmm. hockey is sure. Brett's goal. Hockey. So, yeah. um, I feel like adult participation is going to be somewhat necessary, so we'll deal with it when we get there. I feel like this is a repeat. It I could wanna be. Say, I want to say that, that I've answered this one before, right. um, but it it's, sounds... a, it's a leave it on the tree for me. I think I mentioned uh, I think a roller skating. Box is a repeat, too. Ooh. Really? I feel like oh. I've heard that one. Come oh. on, Micah. I mean, uh, roller skating was. Could be. With Becca, uh, maybe? Can we get a bonus I one? Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. Oh, you, all right. Uh, was, all right, then fine. <laughs> just in case you we got a repeat it right for the pick and leave it on the tree i mean it, since i don't listen i don't repeaters. know that it's a repeat so I, I, yeah i don't listen either so i don't know if it's repeat or i not. gotta call you out because you know that's just no it's I fine am. i mean it's not like i don't have more ben so, so it's 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 right for the picking for you right oh i love ice skating yeah. Yeah, i mean I, I say i love it it's not like a thing that as i go as long as seek. it's not snowing i'm uh, surprised I mean, but, yeah you're not a cold i mean but ice skating rinks are usually indoors yeah 
Not in Forest Park. Not all the time. I've never been ice skating in Forest Park. That's pretty cool. That's where we went. I I, I did go in Central Park, and it was cold. But, you know, ice skating in Central Park. They have one of those in Chicago, too, don't they? By the Bean, isn't there? I'm sure they do. There's one at Rockefeller Center. We should have gone to the one at Rockefeller Center instead of Central Park. But Central Park is is cool. I like urban parks. Right for the pick and leave it on the tree. Building sandcastles. Main, so mainly silence. leave it on the tree. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's fun, but it's one of those things like you can do it once and I don't think I need to do it again. I'm not I'm not a huge I can be out on the beach all day type of person. If I'm on the beach, hmm. I'm probably playing beach volleyball in the waves a little bit. Interesting. And that's it. But, but you claim to be a Californian, though. Starting to doubt that a little bit. All right. I'm not by the beach type Californian. No, there's a, there's I mean, a difference, you know? I mean, in perspective... <laughs> California is near the beach from St. Louis. Got a so. lot of beach. You want to talk Fair. about California? California's big people. Fair. It's big long, range. but it's, I mean, it's not. It's it, compared to other states. It is narrow. Anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll move you're on. thinking you SoCal. Like you're thinking beaches, warm. But it's California, right? I'm SoCal? like Central Valley guys. Agriculture. <laughs> a couple hours from Rage. the beach. Totally for sure. <laughs> Wine. Uh, the the yes. lame part of California. All right. <laughs> the lame part. Um, what was uh, making sandcastles? Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of sand. Okay. We're not beach people. Again, a Floridian. I'm not. No, first of all, time out. I am not a Floridian. I spent many years, not many, I spent a few years in Florida. And I went to school by a beach, and it was nice to be able to go there after class and sit on the beach. Mm -hmm. It was nice. But that's, I agree with Sarah. That's like do it for a couple of hours and then get on with my life. I can't just go. Sand gets everywhere. It does. It does, but it is full ripe for the picking for me. I love building sand castles. It's fascinating. Every time we go to the beach, the first thing that I do is start building a sand castle. Like just with the sand, or do you have like accoutrement that like goes with you? Like I don't want to carry all that extra stuff. I usually find that like any of those shovels, it's just junk. And Mm. so... um, I feel like I've said that several times. I'm really picky. I, I don't know if I've said that. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, yeah, just with my hands, like I like digging, digging uh, big trenches and then making a, a huge mound and um, then shaping it. And, hmm. Is yeah, this yeah. a whole day's project? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? It's the kind of sandcastle that then I don't after we build long. it and we go and we're washing off and the other little kids are like. Look at this sandcastle, and and it's yeah. like we bequeath this to you. Oh, this you is now yours. How castle. honorary! It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, I love I, it. Yeah, right for the picket for me. I like sand is like really sensory for me, mm-hmm. and I love yeah. the feeling of it. But I also I could I could be on the beach all day without yeah. even thinking about. it. So I'm like a water first. Let me get tired of swimming. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, doing the ocean thing, and then I'll start to build. Eventually, I'm gonna find my way back to the water. Yeah, but yeah. In between, in between, I'll do it and. Sand being everywhere. Just, just wash it off later. Yep. It'll be fine. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, thank you both for joining us, uh, uh, for introducing you to our audience. Uh, if you had one last piece of advice for somebody applying, especially from your positions of what you do for the office, what would that advice be? Process or anything otherwise? The process takes a lot longer than you anticipate. So patience is key. Sure. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Because you're waiting sure. for other people. You know, it's it's not just you. You yeah. can be on top of your stuff, but patience with others is top of the list. And that's good advice for working in the church. It's true. That <laughs> it's is just setting you up for your future. <laughs> church work in general. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh-huh. I guess for process, like, you know, patience, but please communicate with us. Yes. Mm. You know, oh, yeah. we that's key because then no one knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also just say... Uh, just know that we are here to support you and we are praying for you the entire mm. time because like I said earlier, we know it's a lot to get here and yeah. to mm-hmm. come to the point of being able to, okay, I'm going to seminary. Right. Um, yeah, so we're thinking of you. We're mm-hmm. praying for yeah. you. And we, we know it takes a lot. You. <laughs> yeah. People are always yeah. afraid we're going to be like mad at them because something's missing or they need to defer. You know, life yeah. is still life and things yeah. happen. Yeah. And you know, like Sarah said, we're praying for you and you know, just doing our best to get you here, and yeah. So, and that's our that's our job. We love doing what we do right. to yeah. help people through the application process. Mm-hmm. So, lots of good advice for applicants. And I missed it earlier, but I agree with Sarah completely that when they 
during my first orientation when I saw everybody for the first time, it was an amazing feeling. Yeah. 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 To see them all like that had made it through the system. So we are very excited when people get here. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, Well, Sarah, Monica, thank you both for joining us again on this episode of Under the Fig Tree. The the first time we've had anybody directly from our team on the episode to talk about uh, life, uh, your perspectives, uh, of course, matter to me and Ben, but hopefully they've been helpful to you, our listeners at home. Uh, as always, if you yourself are thinking about becoming a church worker and you don't know where to start, calling Monica is a good place to start. 314-505-7200. Is that your name? 7200. <laughs> bang, bang. Look at that. That's it. Uh, or call Sarah or call Ben or call me. Uh, you can find us all on the website, Jesse and Tom as well, our other admissions officers. We're all glad uh, to hear from you, to talk to you. You can email us. Uh, call us if you're a parishioner uh, like Sarah and Monica and you're looking around your congregation and there's somebody you've been watching you think man I think they would be a good church worker please make sure to tell them because uh, that's a big step for some of us as well but n- that affirmation that outside extra nose affirmation is a big part of uh, somebody finding their way here if you are a listener and you've kind of been on the fence whether or not you want us to know who you are because you're not quite sure you have a little bit of a doubt that's okay if uh, we don't currently have your information the link to our request for information is in the description if you uh, fill that out uh, Ben's going to send you a book uh, so we would love to hear from you on that as well uh, eventually the books are going to go out eventually yep, I mean Ben will. is the one coordinating if you haven't I promise that I will send out the book yeah yeah it's just it, it's just timing is everything right it just takes a little while we're both busy guys well uh, thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time under the fig tree take care